Hi everybody, I hope you're doing well today. As Jeff has already mentioned in the first part of this service, we are going to be talking about the subject of prophecy. And not just for today, we're going to be talking about prophecy every single Sunday in November for this series. And I wonder how many of you right now feel like you have a good understanding, a good grasp on what prophecy is all about. And I wonder how important you think it is to have an understanding of this area because we are talking about God relating to mankind. God is the great God of the universe. He created time, space, matter. He's outside of time and space. And yet he comes down to our level and speaks in our ear in a way that we can understand him. That's what prophecy is all about. In the verse for the month, Isaiah 46.10, it says this, I make known the end from the beginning, from ancient times, what is still to come. I say my purpose will stand and I will do all that I please. God knows the end from the beginning and tells us those things. That's why we have the Bible. And scholars believe that one third of the Bible is prophecy or is about prophecy. So there's so much to explore. And really, as we go through the weeks, we're going to have so much content to explore. And I believe you're going to be really built up and encouraged and informed on this subject by the end of it. I think one of the greatest evidences that the Bible is true, that the Bible is the word of God, is that it is full of accurate prophecies, prophecies that have been accurately fulfilled both in the past and even in the times that we're living in. And so no other book is like that. I believe that's the stamp of God's approval on the Bible and there's no argument against it. And, you know, we talked about uh, the book of Isaiah, but Isaiah is one of those places in scripture where so many prophecies about Jesus Christ were written hundreds of years in advance of his birth. And yet he fulfilled so many of them. And in the book of Isaiah, the prophet also penned these words. He said, who has believed our report? Who has believed what the Lord has revealed? And then in that chapter, he talks about the suffering servant and he predicts the events of Jesus's life, Jesus's death. And even though these were written in these historic Bible prophecies, when Jesus died on a cross, when Jesus was executed and his body went missing, so they thought, heaven had a different report because he was not just killed, he was bruised for our iniquities and the chastisement that brought us peace was upon him. God has made this Jesus, who the Israelites crucified, both Lord and Messiah, that's Acts chapter 2. So that is heaven's report. That is what heaven has to say. Whereas earth's report is often limited and doesn't lack the full picture like God's report does. And we need to be hearing heaven's headlines. We need to hear what God has to say, not just about uh, past events, but also current events as well. God has a different report to offer us, one that isn't always doom and gloom, but has hope, that has a sense of redemption to it, that God's going to bring good out of evil. Do you know that he's going to bring good out of this evil season that we're in of COVID? Do you know that? You need to know that. And we're going to hear about that as we hear about what the modern prophets are saying. That will be one of our series in the next few weeks. And I want to tell you this, that there are two avenues, main avenues, that, that prophecy comes to us. We talked about the Bible. The Bible is full of prophecy. 
And of course, that is our foundation. But as one prophetic writer called Graham Cook said, when God completed authoring the Bible, and it is complete, it is a complete revelation, there is nothing to add to it. He said these words, God didn't lose his voice. Isn't that true? God didn't lose his voice, he still speaks today. And he brings revelation and insight to us. Not new truths, not new uh, doctrines that we need to follow, but he gives us guidance and he illuminates our hearts and he, and he helps to remember the words that have been said and he speaks words to us as well. And I know that in my life I've had so many personal prophecies that have been given to me and I've even written them in a book. All the ones that I can remember, all the ones that I thought had a weight to them and a significance, I wrote them in a book and I uh, look at those and I see that them they've been fulfilled, most of them. And so I know that God is going to do more in my life to come. And it encourages me. Paul actually said something about this area of thinking about personal prophecies to uh, Timothy in First Timothy chapter 1. He said, my son, I'm giving you this command in keeping with the prophecies once made about you, so that by recalling them, you may fight the battle well, holding on to faith and good conscience. What does that mean? Prophecy, personal prophecy enables us to have greater faith and bear in the fruit of a good conscience okay so it's about faith and it's about fruit that's why prophecies come to us you see jesus said in john 14 29 i've told you this before it happens so that when it happens you will believe that's faith and then john 16 33 he says i've told you these things so that in me you may have peace in this world you will have trouble, but take heart, I've overcome the world. So God wants to give us faith, and God wants to help us to bear fruit, the fruit of patience, kindness, goodness. If you know God's got plans for you in store for you, you can wait through the trials, through the things that are happening now, knowing that he's going to do something uh, and redeem those situations. And I want to tell you this, that prophecy prepares the saints. That's the title of my message today. Prophecy prepares the saints and in this message I want to talk about uh, what prophecy is and also what prophets are who they are even today in the in the body of Christ and just touch on that and of course the Bible is our foundation uh, for everything that we need to understand about the subject of prophecy and so I'm going to be quoting some scriptures today and unpacking them with you you know I think when we think about prophecy when we think about pro prophecy preparing us we also need to think about how God might want to use us to prepare his people as well and not count ourselves out of that equation because God has something specific uh, for us. I think some of you will remember times in your life when you felt like God gave you a word to share and you didn't share it. And of course, I think there can be a fear of failure, fear of um, damaging people or whatever it is. But I want to tell you something, we need to also consider that if we don't share those words, if we don't um, share the thing that God has asked us to share, then there could be consequences that way as well. And so we need to understand this area because we can't just say it's someone, it's someone else's responsibility. We need to take responsibility for what God is asking us to do. And as we look through these scriptures, I'm going to, now going to turn to 1 Corinthians, the letter of 1 Corinthians. And I want to show you here that God not only allows us to grow in hearing his voice in the, in the prophetic giftings, as we'll see, 
he actually wants us to. He actually expects that we grow in these areas. So I want to look at 1 Corinthians 12 with you first of all. And just turn there for a moment. And just look at verse 4 from verse 4. Paul writes this, There are different kinds of gifts, but the same Spirit distributes them. There are different kinds of service, but the same Lord. There are different kinds of working, but in all of them and in everyone is the same God at work. Now to each one, the manifestation of the Spirit is given for the common good. To one, there is given through the Spirit a message of wisdom. And to another, knowledge by the means of the same Spirit. Okay, so he starts going through a list here. So there's two so far. There is a message of wisdom, a message of knowledge by the same, the same Spirit, faith by the same Spirit, gifts of healing, gifts of healing, not just gift of healing, by that one Spirit, to another miraculous powers, to another prophecy, to another distinguishing between spirits, to another speaking in different kinds of tongues, and then the interpretation of tongues. There are nine gifts of the Spirit listed here, but there are more as you look through the Bible. But these are the ones that Paul wants to speak about. And in verse 11 he says, These are the work of one and the same Spirit, and he distributes them to each one just as he determines. So prophecy, the gifts of the Spirit, not just the gift of prophecy, we need to understand that they originate with what God wants, what he wants to distribute to the body, and it's for the common good, that's verse 7, to each one of the manifestation uh, of the Spirit is given for the common good. So it's not there to look, make me look good, make you look good, make a church look good. It's there for God's purposes, for his good, and for our good as well. And so I want to tell you this, that when we look at these gifts, the word used for the gift of the Spirit, spiritual gifts, okay, gifts of the Holy Spirit, different terms there. The word gift is actually the word of grace, okay? So in the Greek, it's the word charis. It's, it's like the word charity. It's also where we get the word charismatic, okay? And so that's how we understand those. They are graces. They are gifts that God gives to us. And like any gift uh, that God gives to us, that any gift that you would get from anyone, they are a, a gift and not a reward. So that helps us in two ways. One, because you don't need to try and achieve something uh, to operate in these gifts. You don't need to reach a certain level and then God rewards you with them. Uh, it doesn't seem to work that way. So that's one way that we are helped by knowing that. And the second way is that um, we, many of us will know of people who have been very gifted in, in spiritual gifts, but their character has not been fully right or their theology has not been fully right, but nonetheless, God has flowed through them. And sometimes we wonder, how could God do that? Well, the reason is because he does the gifts uh, and he distributes the gifts to each one as he decides and he does it for the common good. Does God want us to be holy? Does God want us to be bearing fruit? We've talked about that already. He wants us to be uh, growing in fruit and faith as well. And so God wants us to be bearing fruit. That's pure and simple. However, it's not that we reach a level and then God rewards us. So that helps us in so many ways because a lot of us don't feel good enough uh, to, be, to be doing these things. 
to be used by God in these gifts. But it's not about you being good enough. It's about you receiving uh, the grace of God, just like our salvation. It's grace through faith. And it's the same with the gifts as well. You see, if we want any more reassurance about that, you've got to remember that 1 Corinthians was written to address moral failures, including the misuse of the gifts of the Spirit. And so when we look uh, through into chapter 14, I'm going to skip through to chapter 14 of 1 Corinthians. Paul really then lays it home and says, you need to get an understanding of this. and You need to be taking hold of what prophecy is because it's going to help you. It's going to help the people around you. And Paul says, follow the way of love and eagerly desire gifts of the Spirit, especially prophecy. So there were nine gifts we saw, but he says you've got to desire all these gifts, especially prophecy. And verse two, for anyone who speaks in a tongue does not speak to people, but to God. Indeed, no one understands him. They utter mysteries by the Spirit. But the one who prophesies speaks to people for their strengthening, encouraging, and comfort. Anyone who speaks in a tongue edifies themselves, but the one who prophesies edifies the church. I would like every one of you to speak in tongues. That's what Paul said. But listen, but I would rather have you prophesy. The one who prophesies is greater than the one who speaks in tongues, unless someone interprets so that the church may be edified. What is he saying? Well, I'll tell you what he's not saying. He's not saying that tongues is bad because some people in the body of Christ, for some reason, have used this gift and said, uh, tongues is just about you building yourself up. Listen, you need to build yourself up and, and praying in the, in the Holy Spirit, praying in tongues is one of those key ways to really build yourself up, to really allow your, your spirit to become the temple of God and to utter those mysteries by the spirit and it's an incredible thing and paul says i want all of you to have the gift of speaking in tongues but then he says oh how much more greater not just for you but for everyone around you if you prophesied and that's that's what paul is, is driving home he says prophecy if you're going to go after any gift go after prophecy focus on um, the gift of prophecy because why because the one who prophesies speaks to people for their strengthening, encouraging, and comfort. Okay, that's the purpose of prophecy, is to strengthen, to encourage, and comfort. And we need to know that, we need to understand why. And that can be a good test for if a prophecy is from God or not, if it's strengthening, encouraging, or comforting. Now, certain times prophecies can come and they can make us feel uncomfortable especially if it's something addressing our sin or our failures right but listen that doesn't mean it's not a prophecy from God God doesn't want to comfort you in your sin God wants to offer you hope and a way out of your situation do you know that so uh, I'll give you an example of how I've seen this work I, when I was in a previous church the pastor was moved by the spirit and he started operating the gifts of the spirit from the front and he said I believe God has shown me there's someone here who, who had an abortion. So that's a word of knowledge, okay? And God wants to say to you that he has forgiven you. You cried out to forgiveness for him for all these years. And God has heard you and he's forgiven you. And it's time to now be free and to be healed. Okay, so what, what is that? 
That's prophecy. That's what God wants to do. See how the gifts work together? And then as everyone was packing down, I saw this one lady um, approach the pastor quietly in tears. Um, and I saw them both crying together. Clearly was responding to that word that the pastor had given. And so all three of those gifts of the Holy Spirit are at work there. There was the word of knowledge, okay, supernatural knowledge that comes to you. That's what it means. Word of prophecy, what God is saying, what God wants to do, the word of the Lord. And then healing as well, because there was that grace of healing. We always think that healing is just physical healing. Uh, and let, and let, let's just say that it's not, because there are, as we see in 1 Corinthians chapter 12, gifts of healing. And so let's remember that. And I want to tell you this, that when we look at the Old Testament, many of the prophecies were, in fact, warnings to the people and even to other nations outside of Israel. But it's always with hope. It's always with a message. You know, you could, be, you could get a word of knowledge about someone and say, you know, hey, you've got a drug addiction. Hey, you've got this wrong with you. Okay, that's not a prophecy. That's a word of knowledge. And in fact, you have to make sure that uh, God has given you the permission to share that first. Okay, because you can suddenly know something. And that isn't the word of the Lord. What does God want to say? You might, you might even go straight to someone who you're ministering to, and even a non-believer, okay, because God wants to speak to everyone, as you, you would see later on in 1 Corinthians 14, if we read through it, we, have, we don't have time. <laughs> but we can go straight to prophesying, understanding that maybe God has shown us something, maybe something to pray about, and say, God wants to bring you freedom for the things that have held you down. That's a prophecy, and that has power to it, and that has something of the spirit on it that's going to really impact them whereas to feel exposed or to feel like you've been caught out is not the way God always does things he offers hope prophecy without hope is not prophecy so I want you to understand that and I, I want to tell you this that I've seen how the gifts flow together and um, even in our connect group the other month um, we were just praying at the start and I really felt like God had put um, Connie, Connie, who's part of our church, on my heart. And I, I felt like God said, we need to pray for her. But as I was saying this, I started feeling sensations on my hand. I started feeling like kind of fire. And, and I said, Connie, do you have an issue with your hand, your left hand? She said, yeah. He said, I have a really bad arthritis. And we prayed and um, I made sure that we we're all praying together. And God really touched Connie in a powerful way. And God actually removed the arthritis uh, from her hand and the power of God was flowing through her, through me and through all of us there. And it was just a really special time of seeing the gifts flowing together. You see, that's that's how it works. I mean, the Holy Spirit, you know, is there, does it say on the list, you're going to feel something in your hand? No, but there are different ways that God communicates to us. And next week, we're going to actually look at uh, more avenues of flowing in your own prophetic gifting. So giving you a little taste of this week. But Len will uh, give you some real gold next week to, to, to help you. But let's not remember this. Paul said we need to eagerly desire these gifts. So we need to ensure that we are desiring the gifts, okay, and growing in them, not just using them time to time. There are different levels. There are, you know, anyone could give a prophecy at one time or another. Anyone could pray for healing at one time or another. But you need to grow in that gifting. You need to move from... It could just happen at one 
spontaneous random time to actually doing it regularly. And that's what Paul's saying. You need to desire the gift. You need to keep going with it year after year, uh, situation after situation, and grow in it. And, and I've experienced that myself. I know of other people that they don't just arrive straight away. They, they have to work through it. And I want to tell you this, that there are those who have been practicing and God has been working on them and growing them in this area. They've committed themselves to it and God's put a special grace on their life to the point where you would call them a prophet. But there are those in the church who have a gift of prophecy or are prophetic or prophesy time to time and you couldn't really call them a prophet, I don't believe. Uh, in the moment, I guess they are functioning as a prophet, but in terms of their office, and, and body in the Christ, uh, sorry, their place in the body of Christ, you couldn't necessarily call them a prophet. And I want to talk to you now just briefly about the fivefold ministry. And some of you will be aware of what this is, but some of you won't. But in Ephesians chapter 4, from verse 11, Paul starts to talk about how Jesus has given gifts to his church. But these gifts are not just the gift of prophecy or the gift of speaking in tongues. The gifts are actually people in the body of Christ that help the body of Christ to grow in the things that God has asked us to grow in. And so if we want to read that from Ephesians chapter 4, read from verse 11, and he says this, So Christ gave, here are the gifts that he gave to the church, the apostles, the prophets, the evangelists, the pastors, and teachers. Verse 12, to equip his people for works of service so that the body of Christ may be built up until we all reach unity in the faith and in the knowledge of the Son of God and become mature, attaining the whole measure of the fullness of Christ. How many of us can say we've, we've all attained the whole measure of the fullness of Christ? No, of course not. We haven't yet. But that is the end goal of what God wants to do in his church. And the, the vehicle to which he does that through are through his fivefold ministers. These five uh, types of ministers that God gives to the body of Christ. They are Christ's gift to the church. And so Paul says that if we get to that point where we're all grown up, that we've embrace the ministry of, of the apostle, the pastor, the evangelist, the pastor, you know, all the five of them, okay, he says that we will no longer be all infants tossed back and forth by the ways and blown here and there by every wind of teaching and by the cunning and craftiness of people in their deceitful scheming. Instead, speaking the truth in love, we will grow to become in every respect the mature body of him, Jesus, who is the head, that is Christ, from him the whole body joined and held together by every supporting ligament grows and builds itself up in love as each one does its part. Today is All Saints Day. Paul says this, we need to all reach the unity of the faith. We need to grow from infants to adults in the things that God has called us to do. We need to not just be uh, blown around by the wind of doctrine. You know, here's a teaching here, here's a teaching there grow up and we know the truth and we know what we're called to do and we're ready for action and the problem is in the modern body of Christ for much of the world including the United Kingdom is that we don't really appreciate the fivefold ministry 
we, we say, you know, we've got a pastor who does all the work. And there's the pastor trying to get everyone to do things, okay? And, and that's often how, that's the model we've settled for. And that we're never going to reach the unity of the faith and the knowledge of the Son of God if that's how we do things. And I, I want to tell you this, that a, a pastor is not given a church, okay? Because only Jesus is the head of the church, okay? We're all the sheep of his pasture. We're all, whoever you are, okay? But God, with his army, the church, okay, that he's growing up, that he's maturing every single person, no matter who they are, okay? If you're a minister or not, right, you are ministers to God. You are servants of God. And there are those who have a special grace and they've gone to a level in God where you could call them an apostle, you could call them a prophet, you could call them an evangelist, and their purpose is to equip his people for works of service, okay? We talked about how prophecy prepares the saints, but I want to tell you this, that prophets also prepare the saints. And imagine an army where uh, there, you know, there's armies, all the different functions of the army and the air force and everything, okay? And from time to time, specialists drop in and they give their expertise and they equip groups here and there with what they know, okay? When those specialists turn up, the people on the ground don't say, oh, they're here now, they could do the work. You see, the fivefold ministry is not, not there to do the work for you, okay? Prophets, we, we often think of prophets as someone we fly in for a conference, they give a bunch of prophecies, they go home. No, that's not what God had in mind. God wants to release you, the saints. And remember it, it is All Saints Day. God wants all saints, he wants all his church to grow up in maturity in all the ways he's called us to. And he does it through uh, these people. And one of them is the prophet. Someone like Len uh, and other speakers we're gonna have this month, they are prophets and they have a special grace on their life to equip you in the gift of prophecy. And it's not about thinking, oh, which one of the five am I? Am I a pastor? Am I a You're not necessarily any one of them, but you can benefit from the ministry of them all. In fact, the body of Christ will be the strongest and the best it's been if all five are operating together. So I hope that helps you. And I hope that helps to uh, give a foundation of what's to come. Of course, there is another way that prophets uh, equip the body of Christ is that they foretell uh, events and they they allow the body of Christ to know the posture that they need to have. Okay, look at this sunlight coming in. It looks so nice right now. It's like the glory. Listen, there is a great task that the prophets have in the body of Christ right now, and we need to hear it. But like I said already, let's not leave it down to the experts. Let's not leave it down to the ones who've gone further than us. We should never compare ourselves and say, I'm not like them. I'm not as good as them. It's not about that. It's about what do they have to offer and how can I learn from what they have to offer me? And so if you want to grow in your evangelism, you need to be learning from an evangelist. You want to grow in what it means to be pastoral, you need to uh, learn from a pastor. Okay, so hope that helps you and I hope that as you go through this series you're greatly blessed by it that God really speaks to you that you um, grow in the areas that God has called you to 
and I believe there are going to be some uh, memorable prophet, uh, prophecies being given in this series that we need to take note of. So make sure you have your pen and paper as you go through this series. Thanks for listening today. God bless you. Have a fantastic week and we will see you next week for Church Online. God bless.